Book and Zelda podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And unfortunately, Megan's not going to be able to be with us today. Um, she's fine. Uh, she's just tired and uh, asleep at the moment. Um, our son decided to do a all-nighter and stay awake majority of the day. So, um, yeah. But I still felt the need to get an episode out to you guys today. Um, so I thought... Instead of trying to do the England or UK haunts episode by myself, I would do an episode by myself that I could do, and one that I talked about before. Originally, it was going to be a bonus episode, but today, um, we'll talk about all the aspects and everything I've learned so far of my ability, the Shadow Walker. And I know it's a terminology not very used, and psychics or mediums that have shadow walker ability as myself aren't commonly known and i don't understand why but um i'm gonna go through my ability how i gained it when i learned it or when i gained it and what i've learned from it um and what i've least researched so far from it um and there's very little uh so much so that that when i first spoke to another woman uh, another person, she's a woman, but the first other person I ever met who had his ability, um, she she herself was surprised to find another one like myself. But she says there's a few of us, or a good amount, or it's not say a good amount. There's not a lot of us to have like you know endless amount of like wiki pages and information online for everyone to find. Um, and that's what's hard because she said she had to look a long time and research a lot. And finally talking to um, a psychic and a shaman, him um, explaining to her exactly what she is or at least how her abilities work. She understood that. And she's been, I guess, being a shadow walker for the last, well, almost 20 something years. Um, and all right, before I get into that, um, let me explain what um, I guess a Shadow Walker is. Now, I've talked bits and pieces about this in other episodes and gave little little facts here and there. But um, I'm, this episode, I'm trying to accumulate everything into one. So you have a full picture. So when I say in a future episode, I talk about my ability, I can just come point to this episode and you can hear everything. All right, so all out of the way... Um, Definition, what is a shadow walker? Uh, a shadow walker or spirit walker um, is a, someone who has the ability to walk between worlds of the living and the dead. They have access to either side in a sense of uh, communicating, um, which kind of sounds like a psychic medium. But what I've learned with my ability and also uh, her name's Jane. Uh, the woman I met, she's also a shadow walker. Uh, what I we what we've learned from our abilities that is access through our hands. Uh, a shadow walker is in that in that terminology is what is described, but is missing a lot of more pieces than that. Um, my ability lies, like I've said, I don't remember how many times, but in my hands from uh, absorbing the energy of the dead. Uh, as she experiences the same as well. Um, and she says she doesn't differ, differentiate from hands as I do. Um, 
So how my ability works is that when my left hand charges, and the sensation that I call charging is almost like when your hand's going to sleep, that tingling sensation in your, in, uh, in your hands, like that uh, people used to say it's crabs pinching your, 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 your hands or something like that, or like when your foot falls asleep, that tingling sensation is what I get in my hands. Um, and it kind of starts in the middle of my palm and then spreads out through my entire hand. Sometimes, depending on the intensity of the entity that I'm experiencing, It'll reach up my arms. Um, and I have a couple of stories about that later. But yes, so my ability lies within my hands. And like I said, which differ and and how it dif- differentiates uh, a good spirit from a bad one is which hand gets charged. So human spirits, good spirits is my left hand. Um, and then evil spirits, dark entities is my right hand. Now, when I first, I guess, figured this out, um, it was back in September of uh, 2020. And uh, around that time, there was all over TikTok and all over Instagram, stuff like that, talking about a great awakening amongst psychics and mediums and them talking about um, if you have an ability, it's going to get heightened. If you don't, you're going to get one. Or it's something of the essence of that, which I didn't put too much stock in at the time. But after that day... Um, for some reason, my hands started getting that sensation, that charging sensation um, in my house. And, of course, like we've said in other episodes, our house is haunted. Um, and occasionally spirits walk through every now and then or come talk, try to talk to Megan. But I started feeling that sensation. And I didn't think anything of it. Um, and it wasn't only until after, I think, in Halloween. Not Halloween. Um... I want to say it was Halloween, but I, I keep telling Meg I think it was before. But um, it was one night that I was barbecuing at night because I wanted to for dinner, and it just got late. I think I just had to do it at night while it was dark outside. Um, the only light that was coming from outside was from the porch, porch lights, and enough light for me to see anyway. And I was out there with my son because he wanted to go outside with me. He likes being outside whatsoever. Um, and he was playing out there. So with me out there, just me and him, um, my hand started charging. And it was specifically my right hand. And, I mean, I had a few incidents before with my left that I felt things around. So that's what made me instinctively start reaching out and finding and getting closer and following this energy. And when I came close to it, um, whatever this was, when I started following it, my son started getting scared. He started, and he has a speech delay where he doesn't have a lot of words, but he's also, he's very intelligent. It's like talking is second nature to him, if that makes any sense. But he started giving his hand signals that he's scared. He was pointing to the area where my hand was charging. And I said, what are you afraid of? And he goes, like, it's a monster or something. My wife, hearing him afraid, comes out and says, what's wrong? And I said, like, I don't know, he's afraid of something. And I was following whatever this entity was into the backyard, and then I found it. And I don't know why my instinct was to pull this energy into myself, because it was scaring my son. I wanted to get rid of it. I think that was my mindset at the time. And I pulled, and it almost was like my arm flexed, like the muscles in my arms flexed, at, flexed all at one time. And I started feeling the energy pulling into me from the center of my palm into my arm. Um, and then it just, 
it, it just kept getting stronger and stronger. And that sensation traveled up my entire arm. And then it started feeling like liquid electricity is the best word I can use to describe um, than sensation. Uh, and whatever it was, was is started running away from me. And and Megan was like, uh, Killian, my son, says it, or she was saying that it, he says it's a monster, whatever it was. And it ran from me. And then my wife, using her psychic abilities, tried to find it as well. And she did towards the end of the the backyard and the fence line uh, to our neighbors. They had a uh, like a like a shed or something. And she walked over there and she heard it whisper her name, Megan. But it was a very deep, guttural, low sound, which indicates a very dark, evil spirit, possibly a demon. But I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Um, and then from then on, I was able to differentiate good from bad from my left to my right. And how the, I guess how the the ability works in a sense that when I pull energy into myself, most people ask me, so what happens to that energy? Does it take you over? Do you become your mood change? No, none of that. It works in a way that I best already described because well, my imaginative mind, <laughs> I got to come up with some answer to explain this. And the best I can come up with is that I guess my body works like a filter. It takes this energy in somewhere else within me, doesn't influence me, but yet it gets filtered. And then depending on the intensity, I mean, you have to gauge how long it takes. Sometimes it takes 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes a whole month, uh, depending on what it is. But whenever I'm around the sound of water or white noise, um, it can trigger the sensation to for release. And I use that word release like I'm releasing the energy that's been filtered. Um, and the sensation of release, it's like when a chill runs up your spine and you get that sensation. And you basically, and then when that happens, I kind of breathe it out of myself. It comes out like a, like a breath of leftover energy or whatever was in me. And it doesn't come out as good or evil. It comes out as neutral. Um, and that's the best way I can describe how and what happens to the energy that I take. Now, uh, one of my first times testing this ability in an environment that wasn't my own place um, was one of my first investigations I did with the paranormal team, uh, No Quarter Paranormal. Um, it was me, my wife, and uh, no, actually, the first time I investigated, I'm trying to remember. Yes, it was me, my wife, and uh, Brandon. And. He invited us to a place, um, it was a park. Why can't I remember the name of it at the moment? Not important. Anyway, it's a park here in New Bern, um, in, in North Carolina. And the woods that are outside the park is where it specifically took us. And her psychic ability, she was, of course, getting messages and, and communicating with the spirits. But me, my hands were charging on both left and right. But mostly the right as I was coming to find that coming across um, dark entities. And as they got closer to me, I started pulling them and taking them off the plane. And uh, my wife was uh, coming. It's like, Isaac, what are you doing? It's like uh, they're coming at us, right? She goes, yeah. And uh, some of them are getting getting pissed. So I obviously was pissing some of them off, I guess. But... It wasn't until the second time I went out there, and it was only and the second time I went there. Megan wasn't with me at the mo at the time. 
is that I experienced um, pain from doing this. And it was around an area where supposed uh, witches had a cauldron. Um, supposed. And I had my hand out and, and Brandon was doing an EVP session. He had his uh, digital recorder in his hand. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the digital recorder was smacked out of his hand. And I had my hand up because I could feel something. And I was in the direction of where, supposed in the wood area, where the cauldron was. And all of a sudden, this sensation in my hand started intensifying and intensifying fast. It got more and more and more and more. And I was like, holy crap. So I just instinctively started pulling the energy into myself. And it caused me pain in my forearm and my bicep. It almost felt like someone had their arm or their hands on my inner uh, inner bicep area. It was pushing down on my arm, trying to stop me. Um, and then I asked, uh, I think one of the other investigators, because uh, she had uh, bracelets that she made herself out of uh, stones, like crystals and amethyst and other stuff like that, and hematite. And before that time, I never put any stock into stones of how they worked. Didn't believe that they did any kind of healing thing or had any effect on energy. None of that. After this day, after this night, I 100% believe in it. For a main reason. When I put that on, some of the pain dissipated from my arm. And after we continued the investigation, of course, I took some more entities off the plane. And by the way, let me pause that for a second. When I talk about taking entities off the plane... In a sense that um, I don't know what you believe when it comes to ghosts and spirits and stuff like that. But a simple explanation is that if ghosts are interacting with us, they're on our reality, our dimension, our plane, however you want to word it. And when they're on the plane, on our reality, they can they absorb the energy in order to touch us. So we can hear them or the lights flicker or move objects. That energy is the energy I take off the plane, essentially. I basically take off their access to our world. And they kind of have to start over again from scratch, essentially. Whatever energy it took to build up or how long it took to do so, I take away. And I really only ever take away from dark entities because they're the ones that are out to hurt people and cause damage and, you know, just all around bad stuff. I never really ever take, actually, I really haven't really took any good spirits off the plane. Cause again, that's like just taking a regular person who's just trying to be there. And it feels cruel to do so. But anyway, um, back to what I was saying about the stones. When I put this, the bracelet on, yeah, it took away some of the pain. And then of course, throughout the investigation, I took maybe a few more, by the time we were done, I think an hour or so later, um, I was looking over the bracelet and I was like, I was just admiring it. And I noticed there was cracks in the crystal, the uh, the big white, the big white crystal that was on top. And I said, "Is is this normally? Is it supposed to be broken like this?" And she goes, "No. What did you do to it?" It's like nothing. I didn't run anything the entire time. And she goes, "It's cracked and broken." It's like that means you must have absorbed a lot of energy. Well, duh. <laughs> it goes with that. Yeah, and from that day on, I usually wear one on my wrist to help ease the ease the flow, I guess, of energy I take. Um, it's almost like wearing armor, uh, in a sense. 
which funny enough, back when I first started doing this, I actually had a design in my head of a kind of a gauntlet uh, <laughs> that I would wear of like a leather kind of glove that maybe went up to my wrist or something like that of like maybe a crucifix and gemstones and other stuff like that. But it's, it's unnecessary now. But it would have been cool just to see it made. Um, yeah, so after investigations I've done like that, I learned to control and and move and basically absorb and kind of almost work like a human EMF detector because I can find where immense amount of energy is emanating from a certain areas I can find it and basically yeah for lack of a better term I was like almost a, a human EMF detector trying to find these uh these spirits where they are and um it wasn't and think about I think a month or so into investigating that I had the idea, well, if I can take energy off the plane, what would happen if I try to make a connection to the earth, like the ground? Like what if I try to, I don't know, essentially pull the ground um, and like maybe, I don't know, take the energy from an entire place instead of just individual entities? So I tested it. One investigation we did at the same park, uh, I put my, my hand to the ground and I tried to feel everything that was there. And in order to do so, I guess I thought of like maybe if I feel outward with my mind. And I'm never one to claim that I have psychic abilities or can I can never I, I don't I never say I can I well I can't. I can't hear them, I can't see them, I can't communicate with them. Uh, there's some kind of block on my mind that's preventing me from doing so, or a shield, however you want to see it, that I can't communicate with with spirits or of any kind. So when I when I reached out, essentially with my mind for a certain area, it's almost like I was sending out a net, and I was trying to pull everything in that net, depending on how wide I threw it, to myself. So instead of taking an individual entity off, I was taking a whole area of people so either like a house um a park like that i don't know how many yards i stretched out i couldn't tell you but yeah so i put my hand to the ground i out of outward feel and then i pulled and the immense amount of energy that i took from the ground was more than anything i've ever experienced before and when i pulled i could see it in my mind i could see and images that were flashing. And the only image I remember the first time I did it was like fire. Like something was like I was in a wooded area that was on fire. It's the best way I describe it. Not saying that's what I always experienced, but that's what the one time was. And it was just a continuation of energy. And then when it was over, it was so intense that my arm literally fell limp and numb. I couldn't use it for a couple of seconds. Uh, and then, the, of course, the feeling came back. I will say like maybe 10, maybe 10, 15 seconds it came back, but it was weak. It always felt like I was, I already did like a thousand curls, um, with my arm and it was, it was kind of useless after that, uh, for using that ability. But afterwards, what we noticed in the woods, it was that it was a lot lighter. You could see, you could see, you would, you don't need a flashlight to see. It was so bright. And, when we entered those woods, it was dark, but afterwards it was very brighter. 
Now, I wanted, number one concern the investigator had for me is that he didn't want me to do that kind of pull because he was afraid of me taking off the good spirits that were there. But what I learned is that if I whatever hand I use is what spirits take it taken off. So if I did that with my left hand, yeah, I would have taken off all the good spirits off the plane. But this is just my right. So everything dark and evil came off. And I don't know how long it lasts. I don't know how long I take them off and before they come back. But they come back on occasion and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I made like a permanent extermination in a sense. Anyway. If you listen this far, <laughs> I, I applaud you because I know it's gotten weird. But uh, we're just getting started with weird things like that. And I know um, when it comes to explaining this, it's if you want to go, oh, I'm going to look at this myself. I say good luck because believe me, I could, the only things I could find, funny enough, um, before we continue on anything else. Let me, let me pull this up. Okay. In the Urban Dictionary. Uh, a shadow walker um, has a very electric interest and has done many things in life. Has worn different hats, traveled many different paths, understands the needs and motivation of those on both sides of the street. Uh, I don't, I don't understand what the hell they're trying to say. But um, what I also learned uh, with the shadow walker thing is that uh, there's actually a terminology used in, in the native. Uh, ways called a spirit walker, which essentially is the same thing as a shadow walker. So I guess it's the same thing, just use a different terminology. Um, but a spirit walker is an individual who is believed to have the ability to consciously leave his physical body and move from sp- and and move in spirit form. Now, that actually doesn't say one hundred percent describes me, but I have done that before. Uh, a story I've told. A while ago, a long time episodes, one of our first ghost story episodes, is the time I astro projected. And I astro projected um, out of intense rage and anger because uh, I experienced sleep paralysis a bit when I was younger. And I, I chalked it up to the fact I had a messed up sleep schedule. Um, but it got a little bit more intense over a couple of times. But this this occasion, um, we were living here in our current house where we are right now, and I was sleeping on my side like I usually do. And I remember waking up in in panic because I couldn't move and see paralysis. Like if anyone's ever experienced it, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And my eyes were open, but I couldn't I couldn't physically move. I was stuck. And I started getting angry that I couldn't move. And I also was getting angry at the fact that I could feel someone's like hand inside my chest reaching around for something. And I was I was getting more and more pissed off at the fact that I couldn't do anything. I couldn't stop this. And I think the, that level of rage pushed myself out of myself. And I was standing on the opposite side of my bed. Looking down at my wife and looking down or looking down at Megan and looking down at myself or my back anyway. And seeing the entity that was trying to do this. Now, mind you, this was years ago. Five years ago, I think, I think around that time. Before my son was born, way before. And I saw the spirit. I saw him look at me, and then he had the face of surprise. Like, holy crap. And then it tried to run out of the room, which I ran up towards it in my moment of rage and anger. And grabbed it by its neck, and then 
picked it up in the middle of the air and with both hands started to choke this this thing because I was just so angry that how dare you come into my you know door, my house and you try to attack me stuff like that and I could feel the hands on my forearms um like trying to stop me and then I remember trying to say to Megan why she would even hear me uh I got him but I didn't say it my physical form did and that sounded weird like I was mouthing it but it was coming from over there and in that instant after I said that it the spirit dissipated from my hands like it just disappeared and I felt myself being pulled sideways back into my body to which I woke up and it wasn't like when I woke up like it was like still nighttime the lighting in the room was exactly the same from the time I was on the astral plane to when I went back in my body the same dim morning light was coming through and that part was like really like holy crap did I just do that um and that was the last time I ever asked or projected. So when it comes to the native terminology of a spirit walker, I, I can't really do that. But it yeah, it took me a while. It took me a long time. And believe me, if you go back and listen to old episodes, I consistently asked every interview that I did from every paranormal investigator, from every psychic or medium I talked to, I explained my ability and I asked, have you heard anything like that? And they all gave me no. Never heard anything like that. Never never met anybody like that. Never. Always a no. And it was countless ones that I talked to. From the Saturday Night Lives that we did. From the other interviews. Um, from the bonus episodes we did. It was always a no. Until I talked to PETA from, um, from uh, uh, Ether Real Sisters Paranormal. Uh, and we did an interview with her, a bonus episode. You can go back and listen. Uh, that it's pretty interesting. I talked to her because she's in Australia, and she's telling me about the paranormal activities and her journey as a psychic and stuff like that. And towards the end of the episode, I explained my ability to her. And I asked her if I heard anything like that. And she goes, "Kinda." And I was like, "What?" Because after the a year or so that I tried talking to people about it, no one's no one's ever gave me a kinda. And she goes, "I have a friend named Jane." who kind of has the same ability. She's here right now. Um, do you want to talk to her? And I was like, yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't put that in the episode. I talked to her afterwards, after the episode was done. So I talked to Jane. And what Jane explained to me is she goes, oh, that's exactly what I can do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Finally, I meet someone who has similar abilities. And she talks about how she's explained how it's in my hands, how I pull the energy, how I feel it. And she goes, yeah, I do the same thing. And she's had it since she was a kid. And she explained to me that she had a hard time finding any information on it. And I talked, I t touched a little bit at the beginning of the episode, how she met a shaman and stuff like that. And she said she's never met anyone else in a long time who had something similar, at least to what I can do to my extent. And she says what she does, how her ability works, is that she can pull the energy in through her hands, like I do. But what happens is that when she does that... She can transfer that energy of the entity that she absorbed and help them move on or actually move them on to the other side. So when she uses her ability, she also is a psychic and medium. So she can actually talk and hear them. So she has one up on me on that. Um, she can talk to them. She can, she can communicate. She can ask them, do you want me to help you move on? Now, when we, uh, when what I've learned from my time as a paranormal investigator, that 
when Megan does it, when other psychics do, when they help spirits move on, it's almost like you kind of like have to usher them through the door. And sometimes it's a process. But with Jane, she just absorbs the energy and sends it off to the other side. And I was amazed at that. And she says, but she says, I, you do something that I don't. And I was like, what are you talking about? She says, I don't deal with anything dark or evil. I don't, I don't associate with that. I don't come across it. I choose not to. I mean, if I have to, she said she would, but normally, no, she doesn't do anything with that. And she says, you're, you're brave to even attempt it. And she says, have you come across anything that's ever hurt you? I'm like, well, I described the situation in the woods at one time, but other from that, no, nothing has ever really, I guess, stopped me. And she goes, well, um, uh, it's it's she says that's that's amazing on that fact because she doesn't never wants to encounter anything dark or evil but as she says i guess i work like her opposite in a sense that i take evil spirits off the plane but i yet she says you just take the energy and filter it as like yeah i was like well that's something that i can't do but she explained that not all shadow walkers are like we just all have the similar abilities kind of like how psychic mediums you might meet someone who is like you know they can feel the emotion of the dead or you might meet someone who actually can talk to them and that person can't another person who feels the emotion of the dead can't actually talk to them and the person who talks to them can't feel their emotions i guess it kind of works like that it's like a spectrum of abilities i guess um but yeah she was explaining to me that when she was researching and looking it up there was barely anything but after speaking to a shaman and and helping her find what she is and how she can use her ability um she found the terminology psychopomp, which sounds funny to me. <laughs> she told me, like, psychopomp, that kind of sort of describes my hairstyle. Somewhere between a psychoquiff and a pompadour. Um, <laughs> but, and she goes, oh, shadow walker was the other word. And I was like, well, it's funny. I heard the terminology spirit walker before in native, native lore. She goes, yeah, that's kind of the same thing. But shadow walker has almost like the universal term, terminology for everywhere. And she goes, it's, and she explained it to me and stuff like that. So I remember that was the first time I like finally have clarification on what I am and what I can do. And I'm not just the only one, but she did explain that, like I said, in the beginning of the episode, there's not a lot of us in the world. Um, there's not like a, like there's like four or five of us in existence. She said, there's not a lot enough for us to have like information on the internet about. Um, but one thing that was blatantly obvious to me that I asked her midway through is that, she said she could take human spirits, their energy, and move them to the other side. And then I asked her, so by that terminology, if I can do what you do, I should be able to take dark spirits, their energy, and put them into hell? And she goes, well, that's possible. If you can, if you can figure out how to do what I do, then yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Um... So yeah, I still get to figure that one out, by the way. Um, then I explained to her the whole touching the earth thing and pulling the energy, stuff like that. She, she says she can't do that. She's never done that. That's she, that's pretty interesting. Um, and I eventually going to have a bonus episode with her so I, you can hear her saying her words. But what, I, what I've experienced so far with this ability is I had never been tested against anything truly strong, I guess. Um, I do study demonology, so I, it's not like I, I'm not knowing what I'm uh, learning. Or I'm, I've ever come across a demon or anything like that. It's not like I know I don't know what I'm dealing with. But 
so far the dark entities that I've dealt with, and according to some of the psychics we've been in touch with, um, or at least have been investigations with, is that we haven't really come across anything higher ranking uh, demon-wise. Mostly like low ranking. And they really don't cause me problems. But the best way I can describe uh, a regular, say a, a bad person in the human spirit versus say something like a lower level demon or a darker, stronger entity is uh, <laughs> I'm very descriptive on how I describe things, how they feel. Is a difference between smoke and sand um, is the sensation that I feel when I pull. Like smoke, you can feel it. It almost feels billowy and you run your fingers to it. So that's like a normal spirit, low-level, regular dark spirit. When I take it, it feels like smoke running through my fingers and my hand. Sand, of course, everyone knows what sand feels like. That's what it feels like when I get a stronger entity. It feels like I'm pulling sand into my my hands and it and it, it feels coarse and of course more rough and thicker material um and that's so far the two kinds of entities that i've encountered is smoke and sand sand usually when i tell uh, a fellow investigator i'm taking something and it's it's sand they get a little more nervous because of that that's a stronger entity um one of the scary occasions i guess that i dealt with um was at the um the library uh, in town. The uh, that's at Moorhead. Um, I think one of the stories we told in one of the recent ghost stories is that we were in the basement, and I did one of the uh, pulls from the grounds. So I was trying to take the whole building, um, and we had ghost tube on, which is, essentially works like a uh, a phonetic voice thing that will give off words or sentences that spirit wants to talk through, and it's about eighty mm, percent effective. But when we had it on and I was doing the pool, uh, the other two investigators started praying out loud. And then you could hear Ghost Tube saying, shut up, stop, you know, you know, leave. Basically, just someone who's pissed off that once it's gone. And <laughs> it wasn't stopping this one bit. And when after I pulled from the ground, I took the energy. Um, it was pretty intense. We looked at the ceiling of the basement. And the basement is maybe it. Uh, I'm 5'10", so the, maybe the basement's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, six, uh, from the ceiling. So I wasn't like that far off that I couldn't touch it. But um, when we looked at the ceiling, because we were looking around, you know, just in case any, like, scratches on the walls or anything like that. Because, I mean, it was a pretty uh, vulgar words coming through the ghost tube. So we thought maybe something dark I'd pull through. But we looked at the ceiling, and there were fingerprints, like, swiping the dirt like they were trying to like scratch and claw and keep their place on the plane. And the fingers were thicker and bigger than mine by a lot. And I was like, holy crap. And I was like, first, like almost physical evidence of what after I like after a pull. Um, but one of the few things I guess we I haven't never talked about on the, uh, the show, the episodes is that with this ability, I have purpose in a sense that I'm more of a weapon than a, any kind of help for psychic or medium. And I'm used in situations, investigations, when we go into hairy spots. And I remember one time, I think it was a PETA she said on the episode, when I did the bonus episode with her, is that I was very brave because I would deal with these things. And in truth... 
it's 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 hard to have fear of something that you can stop. And most people are afraid of ghosts and spirits and stuff like that because they're afraid of what they would, a ghost would do to them. Will it push them down a hallway? Will it grab their hair or touch them like that? Yeah, that's completely understandable. But with my ability, if something gets too close and I don't like it or I don't want them near me, I can easily pull them off the plane and they can't do anything anymore. So yeah, that would build confidence in someone, the fact that they wouldn't be afraid of spirits anymore. Um, but the one thing that I was saying that I have yet to talk about and come across of is that the true test of disability, and it's something that is, is obvious to us after I talked to the invest- other investigators about it, is that what happens with my ability when we encounter someone who is possessed? And that was a big question. And that was a tough question. Does his ability work on them? Can I take the energy of the demon out of someone? Can I take a demon out of someone? That's a lot of questions. And and I don't really have any answers. Theorizing, like I do all the time, probably. I mean, if the demon's energy works the same as as, as any kind of dark entity that I've encountered before, I should be able to feel them. And I should be able to pull them. But something that powerful that can possess somebody, I don't know how strong of ability mine works against them until I counter one. And the investigation team that I've worked with in the past, they have. They have come across people who are possessed. They've had demonic cases. So they've have been in the in the in the room with someone who is possessed. They've experienced that. And lo and behold, it's most likely going to happen again. Um. So I will have my chance to, I'll say experiment, but at least find out whether it works against them or not. Now, when I go back to what happened in the backyard with supposedly a demon, and I say that with a maybe yes or no, because the only other time that I felt that level of energy, something that pulled that fall far up my arm, that caused that level of sensation, um, I think we talked about it in the last episode, uh, or not one of the ghosts in the recent ghost uh, story episode, is that one of our investigations at the library um, in Warhead, um, we invited one of our friends to do a prayer over the spirits that helped them cross over, and a lot of them did. But when we were done, um, my left hand started charging, and I was thinking to myself, "Oh, it's a human spirit." They're late to the party or they're just coming to say hello or something like that. <clears throat> but it started to intensify. And from the center of my palm to my entire forearm to my entire left arm started charging with that sensation. And I felt like immense energy like I've never felt before on my left side. And the only thing that I could even equivalent to what it could have been is possibly an angel. If you believe in such things. Um, which made me consider after that night that, well, if it's the opposite, what's the opposite of an angel? A demon. And if an angel can send that amount of energy at my left arm, a demon should be able to send that amount of energy on my right arm. So, by that logic, it probably was the first time I experienced something in the backyard. Um, 
But until I encounter an actual demon and actually someone who's possessed, then, then I'll know for 100% sure. As of right now, that's my only close kind of evidence I have to even come and encounter with one. And, um, yeah, as of now, how my ability works is is just is just as that. I mean, I've, I've tried meditating and focusing on different things of... They say opening your third eye and and seeing through it, but I I can never see anything. And I always get told it it takes time. It takes time. It takes practice. It takes meditation. Um, Focusing on it, learning, accepting. Um, If you stick yourself in a box of, well, this is reality and there's nothing else, you're never going to see anything outside of it. Um, So I have to work on focusing my ability. And as of so far... It's it's like I said before. It's almost like a weapon. And the more places I go investigate, the more places I encounter, the more spirits I come across, the better I can get practice with it. Essentially. Um. And another reason, and I know, um, I get asked about this, and 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 I know I'm going to get criticized for this ability. Because there's no way I can prove it. Megan can prove her ability. She can read you. She can tell you things about yourself. She can find out things about you by just talking to you, even seeing a picture of you. She can communicate with people that has passed on if you just give her, I don't know, with her favorite song and a picture of them, and she can try to talk to them and get a message from them. So Megan can prove her ability you know, any time of the day. But me, the closest I can come to having any physical proof excuse me, is that I can set off an EMF detector. That's about it. If you were to put an EMF detector near my hand when I'm doing the pull, it will go like from zero to a hundred. And that's about the level of physical proof that I can offer. I've had thoughts of experiments that we could possibly do in the future, like something with a full spectrum camera, maybe an SLS, possibly, I don't know. Um, until something's invented that can actually be seen then we'll probably know. But as of right now, like I said, with this whole episode, you just have to take my word for it. And it's frustrating on my part because I wish I could prove it to people, but you're going to show them. But when you have an ability that is so rare that there's nothing about it, of course, it sounds like someone's making it up. Um, and I'm not illogical to think that uh, And when I first had this, I thought maybe in my head or there's something wrong with my body. But after encountering psychics that are far more advanced and being proven right through different situations over and over again, it's hard to disbelieve it at this point. And what a scarier fact is, is that... Um, a reality that I possibly came up with is that if I was able to, let's just say for fun, if I was able to pull a demon out of somebody and I did it very quickly and efficiently, uh, I put the Vatican out of business. And that's a scarier thought to say because uh, if I could do that, then they probably would come after me and I'd probably be like assassinated or something. Um, but then if I came with a public figure, I might not be. Who knows? That's just a, a thought I had a while ago. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, scientifically, what I think this is, 
Um, not spiritually. I just explained everything spiritually. But scientifically, what I think I can do is I can feel the intense amount of electromagnetic energy in any room. Now, they say ghosts are made of electromagnetic energy. That's why EMF detectors can find them. And if I can feel that energy, then I can feel electromagnetic energy. So that means I can manipulate electromagnetic energy with my hands. I think it's the most scientific I can get without actually learning more about it. But um, the small research I did about electromagnetic energy is essentially that, is that I can feel it and I can manipulate it. Um, and that's the lamest I can get about it. But like I said in the beginning, I just we I felt like I should at least get an episode out to you guys um, so you're not left with nothing. Um, most likely... <laughs> I mean, oh, we will try to release the uh, UK Haunts episode uh, next Friday. Uh, with that said, uh, news flash for everybody. Um, we are going back to Fridays, releasing episodes, because um, we are picking up uh, investigations again with uh, the team that me and Megan are a part of now, a new team. Uh, and we'll release some information about that later. But... Um, yeah, we're going to start doing investigations again. So the middle of the week is taking up a lot of our time. Uh, and that's why we, we decided to release episodes now on Friday. Or at least back to Friday. So we're back at Fridays again. Um, so yeah, look forward to new episodes on Fridays now. Not Wednesdays anymore. Uh, and when it comes to bonus episodes, we're going to try to release those in the middle of the week. Um, and stuff like that. That we can record either the, the weekend or the following week. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, so we might try to release bonus episodes in the middle of the week in the main episode on Fridays. Um, but we're still trying to figure that out. But as of right now, for sure, we are moving our episodes back to Fridays. Um, so, so look forward to the UK episode next Friday. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. <laughs> I know it's just me rambling about it, but I'm trying to give much information as much as I know about this. And until I do that bonus episode with Jane, uh, and she explains everything on her end of what she knows. Because when I talked to her, I talked to her for maybe 30 minutes. So I got as much information I could as possible, but looking forward to doing that bonus episode with her. And I know everyone who I've been telling about it is as well. But um, I just felt I needed to get this to you guys. And this is something we talked about before anyway. So before I keep rambling on. Um, as always, uh, you can check our social media at uh, Hidden the Shadow or Instagram at Hidden the Shadows Podcast uh, on Instagram. Hidden in the Shaw 6 at Twitter. Hidden in the Podcast 2 on TikTok. Or just go to our website, HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Where it has links to all our social media. Um, access to our merch. We got shirts up there for you guys. Uh, excuse me. If you want to, you know, rip us and stuff like that. We got pretty cool designs. Um, also check out, you know, social media and stuff like that. And like we're uh, located and other, also other ways where you can find and listen to us. Um, if you want to listen to somewhere different from where you're listening now. Um, but yeah, guys. So hopefully next week we have Megan back. <laughs> uh, but until then, as always, I'll catch your widows in the next one.